0: You're listening to the Toolstation Station Western League podcast with Ian Knockolds and Tom Hiscott.
1: Welcome to episode 32 of the Tool Station Western League podcast. With me, Ian Knockolds, and I am delighted to be joined on the line the author of the Western League Bulletin. It is Tom Hiscott. Hello, Tom. How are you? Hey,
0: and yeah, doing really well,
1: thanks, so. I'm alright, did, did you have a nice weekend huddled up indoors next to the fireplace? Yeah,
0: I mean, yeah, more snow, um, yeah. Didn't get a day off work, unfortunately, this time,
1: so yeah, a little bit worse off, but um, yeah, yeah. yeah good fun. <laughs> Funny that, R- wrong end of the week, wasn't it, I think, <laughs> probably. But um, anyway, yes, I mean, I was, um, spare a thought for us poor parents who were sort of locked indoors with our children. Playing parental pinball with the children <laughs> pinging off of the blooming walls and everything. Um, madness. I mean, the good news was that, of course, we didn't have a complete wipe-out with the fixtures. I mean, yeah. yeah. they, they, um, they have been affected without question, and, of course, we know that with still ten... League games to go. I say ten, advisedly, because some clubs, of course, have got an awful lot more than that. But um, and very little time to play them in. Um, uh, you know, it's getting to uh, it, it, it's it's getting tricky um, for the fixture secretaries, for the managers, for the players, and for the fans. What we can announce today is that the league has been granted a one-week extension to the season. So that means that the season will now finish on Saturday, the fifth of May. We just need to keep our fingers crossed that there will be no more weather interruptions. Because because clearly, sort of playing once every three or four days is going to prove um, pretty draining on all of us um, up until the end of the season. But um, we are getting to the excited, uh, we are getting to the exciting end, so uh, we should bear that in mind. Anyway, uh, we should we should crack on, shouldn't we, Tom? Really, and um, we'll start our review of the results, looking at the games in the Premier Division on Tuesday, the thirteenth of March, and in the Premier Division, Chipping Sodbury entertained a rampant Bridport. Yeah, indeed.
0: Brickport, a big big away win for them last Tuesday. 4 uh, 0 away, achieving sod was Chris McGrath, who was the staff of them, only really scoring twice. Uh, yeah, and uh, three points went, went, went Brickport's way.
1: Odd Down, they entertained high flying Bradford Town.
0: They did, and this was a, an interesting game. Um, there was three points in the end for Bradford Town. They ran out 2 1 winners. Uh, but it was goals in the final 20 minutes from Karen Rendell uh, and Mark Wall, helping them come from behind to beat Odd Down, who had gone ahead through Luke Hall Cousins just after half time. Uh, but, yeah, it was Bradford, um, obviously, looking up the table, uh, and they
1: were the, the, the victors. Now, the big game, Street against Willand Rovers, and it was a good crowd um, of 201 that saw this game, and um, certainly the home fans will have gone home the happier.
0: Yeah, I think this one pretty much, uh, this is probably their last big big, uh, big statement game uh, for Street. You know, it was a 2-0 win uh, at home to Willand. Uh, and it was the Cobblers' 19th consecutive league victory at the time, uh, and it was goals in either half from Josh Wadden, so he was the star... Man of Manchester Street, uh, yeah, 2 0 winners, uh, and as you
1: say, 201 fans down on a Tuesday night, very good to see. And now to our only city, it's Wells City, of course. They entertained another high flying side, Buckland Athletic, but this time Wells had de- tightened up at the back somewhat compared to the, the performance that I saw at Moucham Town. Yeah, they had a really late
0: winner, this one, uh, nine minutes from time, and it was Gavin Hammond, who uh, came off the bench, uh, Buckland, uh, and he scored the winner. So, they, yeah, ran out 2 1 winners, pretty a good performance from Wales but they're going to need more than that um, at this time of the season but it was Buckland again another win for them uh, yeah and as I say Gavin Hammond's going to win in nine minutes
1: from time 2-1 wins for Buckland uh, two games in the first division we start off with Bishop Sutton they were at home to Carntown
0: uh, and it was an away to win uh, in that one uh, Town running out 3-1 winners uh, goals from Stuart Windsor Rory Worthington and Rich Hudson uh, for them and yeah 3-1 winner Bishop
1: Sutton and also in the first division Portishead Town they were at home to Malmesbury Victoria
0: uh, yeah, and this was the uh, second half goal uh, helping Malmesbury to a 2-1 win uh, away at Port It was Joe Witch and Jason Hughes scoring for, for Malmesbury in that
1: one. Now moving on to Wednesday the 14th of March. One solitary game in the Premier Division. It was an absolute thriller. Seven goals in total. Cadbury Heath entertained Hengrove Athletic.
0: Yeah, seven goal thriller. Uh, and it was Hengrove coming out of Victor. So away. Uh, three away points for them. A 4-3 win. Uh, and they fell behind actually early on to Sasha Tong's opener. Uh, but then goals from Ben Crew, Scott Lewis and Reece Hickory uh, handed them a 3-1 advantage uh, Simon McElroy then got a goal back uh, from the spot uh, for Kebri Heath uh, before Luke Crew then restored the, the two goal lead for, for Hengrove and they managed to hold on to the win uh, despite McElroy's second penalty uh, in the 89th minute uh, but yeah that proved to be a, a consolation in the end and it was uh, yeah, a 4-3 win for Hengrove fascinating game
1: now, in the First Division, Bristol Telephones entertained Roman Glass and George, and I must confess that listening back to last week's podcast, there was a, there was a sort of an air of complacency in my voice mm. when I announced this fixture because, frankly, I felt that it would be a routine three points um, for the glass, but I was wrong, wasn't I? Indeed, yeah,
0: just a one-all draw there. Uh, and had to come from behind to get that point as well. Uh, Ethan McMart, opening the score of Bristol Telephones, obviously have been out of form themselves, so it's fun. Probably a little bit of a surprise that they managed to, to get a point. Uh, but, yeah, Renly Glass and George, um, definitely, maybe the pressure's getting to them a little bit. Uh, and it was Jason Burr who grabbed an equaliser for them. Uh, so, yeah, finished one all there and a good point for Bristol telephone.
1: And finally in the first division, Oldland Abertonians, they took on Sherbourne Town.
0: So it was two goals really late on. Uh, Scott Gregory and Matt Huxley uh, striking uh, in the final eight minutes uh, to give Oldland a, a free one win at home to Sherbourne.
1: Well now we get to move on to the fixtures On Saturday the 17th of March And um, plenty of postponements But there were also plenty of games to talk about And we start off with um, Bradford Town They were at home To inform Hengrove
0: Yeah definitely an informed team As you say Uh, Hengrove going ahead twice uh, in this game Ben Crow obviously scored midweek as well uh, and Craig Parsons uh, but Bradford did manage to to gain a point uh, and equalisers uh, from Karen Brendel, and then Martin and Lenahan pretty late on uh, so yeah finished all there but um, Bradford probably two points dropped for them but yeah actually Engram doing really really well second half of the season as they did last year
1: and um, Br- uh, Bridgewater Town they're another informed side they took on Cribs
0: yeah, especially at home, Bridgewater. they seem tough to beat there. Uh, a 2-1 win for them, uh, opening the scoring after just 14 seconds, Sid Campus. I'm not sure what happened to, to Cribs there, but they were on the back for, from the very off. Uh, Camper then played a role in uh, Bridge, Bridgewater's second, uh, which was scored by Harry Horton, uh, yeah, and helping uh, Bridgewater return to winning ways when they it? It lost last week. So, yeah, uh, another home win for, for Bridgewater.
1: Now, Bridport against Bitten. Brislington against Willen Rovers and Cadbury Heath against Buckland Athletic. All of those games got beaten by the weather. Clevedon Town, they managed to get their game on against Melksham um, Town. Yeah,
0: Melksham. <coughs> bit of history here. So a 5-1 win for them away at Clevedon. It was all about Gary Higdon. I see our leading scorer this season. I think he's up to 31 uh, league goals uh, in probably about, about a goal a game. just going better than that. Uh, and a hat-trick for him. Uh, he opened the scoring in the 17th minute uh, before goals from Chris Allen and Jake then pretty much put the game uh, beyond our half-time. 3-0 lead for Melksham. Uh, Lucas Alves then pulled a goal back for Clevedon before Higden completed his hat-trick 50 minutes from time. The final goal of his hat-trick was a 257th uh, career goal for the club, uh, which takes him top of the overall list. And I know that's something you've been looking at recently for a lot of the clubs up and down the league.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Now, Melksham have been in excellent form since their exit from the FA Vars, and I took this opportunity to catch up with Kieran Baggs, their manager, and I started by asking him to reflect on an impressive call of 16 goals from their last three games.
2: Yeah, we've um, we put the disappointment of the Vars out of the window very quickly, you know. Um, we, we, we didn't let the uh, the Vars pamper our, our league form, and, and you know, we've we... We've come back with a with a bang, and, and as you said, we've had some good performances and scored a, scored a lot of goals. So credit to the players for for not letting that affect them. And um, yeah, we look forward to um, again uh, tomorrow night away away at Willand, which should be a uh, should be a really really uh, good match, especially one for for the neutrals looking at the league table at the moment.
1: Yeah, be an absolute blockbuster, that. Um, we, we should say, just before we move on um, to that Willen match, um, obviously you were in action away at Clevedon Town on Saturday. and um, um, Well, I mean, I could say when Higdon scores, it's goals galore, because um, Gary Higdon has been in awesome form. Um, I, I, since we've had him on the podcast, it would be fair to say, so I'm going to take my small measure of um, um, glory from that. But on a serious note, we, when we spoke to Gary, he was headed to become... The club's um, all-time leading goalscorer, and he achieved that uh, feat against Cleveland on Saturday. And um, that must be a real, um, um, a, a very proud moment for the entire club.
2: Yeah, and you know he deserves it as well. You know he, he works tirelessly, he never misses any games, he never misses training. You know he's Melton through and through. So it's a credit to him. You know I think that record's been been about in Melton now from from like the 1930s. So to to, to break that is a, a special moment for him and um, he, de- he deserves everything that um, gets thrown his way in the terms of praise. So, yeah, and it was a, it was a very, very good hat- hat-trick on Saturday as well.
1: Absolutely Now you have been in good form Of course you mentioned that Since that disappointing game Against Thatcham Gary's certainly been in, in very good form um, You've got this blockbuster match Against Will and Rovers Coming up Which you, 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 know, you just mentioned Realistically speaking You're third at the moment in the table What are your ambitions For the rest of this season? I
2: think at the start of the season Top four was, was we're, we're the aim We're third at the moment And two points behind second place um, you know we're gonna we're gonna try and take the other two all the way all the way to the wire. Um, my my ambition well, I'm a very ambitious person and I would love to achieve promotion with Melcham, especially it being my first season and what we've done in the VAV this year. You know so we're gonna keep believing. You know we're, we'll be the underdogs. You know we've got to call back two points from somewhere, but we'll uh, keep the uh, keep the pressure on Bradford in front of us for a minute and um, and see and see what happens. You know we've got to be ready if they do slip up. To, um, to pounce, and uh, that is what we, um, we intend to do, but you know there's a long way to go yet, and tomorrow night is a blockbuster, all top four in action, uh, so I'm sure that um, there'll be a few more twists in turn tomorrow as well as for the rest of the season.
1: Well, absolutely, um, because you know you know for, for those people like myself who watch you on a regular basis, you could be forgiven for, for thinking that um, the, the heroics that you put in, in that vase run. Um, would have taken it out of the side. Um, but actually, if you're going to go again, and if you're targeting um, you know, a, 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 a finish that's as high up as you possibly can get, you are going to need to take points off the likes of, um, of Willen. You've got a game against Bradford Town coming up as well, and of course you go to Street. So you know, it's almost as if you've got cup finals between now and the end of the season.
2: It's a cliche that I'm sure that people have heard a hundred times in football now, but you've just got to take every game. It is a cup final now, and up on our own, have our own run put together, and whoever comes out on top in this uh, this run toward the end of the season and takes points off each other and doesn't drop points. Uh, when the other guys wins, and you know, there's, there's loads of different aspects of it. But you, you know, you, you've got to take every single game like it is a huge game. And like you said, yeah, it's got to, got to be treated as a cup final because any any slip up any slip up from you and and someone else is going to jump into that spot. The same is um, same as if anyone else slips up. We've got to be ready to, um, to take advantage there. So you know, there's some big big games coming up tomorrow night. We'll look no further than that, and, and rightly so. But, you know, it won't be one in loss tomorrow night, I'm sure, but whoever goes into tomorrow with the, the best frame of mind and, and, and grinds out a result and hopefully the other results go their way will we'll sit to advantage going into the, to the rest of the season. So, you know... Going to go down there. It's a nightmare to do midweek, getting down to Willing, especially with the weather that we've had and all the the, the traffic warnings and things like that. But, you know, we'll, we'll we'll go down and we'll prepare as best as we can. People are going to have to finish work and, and give up sacrifices and things like that. You know, it's got to it's got to go through all the all the right channels to to make sure that it's a it's a proper performance from the club, from the from the team, from myself, and and, and we and we'll do our we'll do our very very best to, to make sure we can try and bring in the three points, and then and worry about the next game after
1: that. Well, well, Street did you a favour, didn't they, by taking three points off of Willand? Are you expecting Willand? Are you expecting a reaction from Willand after that defeat?
2: Yeah, and they didn't have a game Saturday as well because of the postponement. So that can work in two ways. They can have a, they can have a bit of time to, to recuperate. But, you know, Willand are a fantastic side and they're probably the best side that I think I've played this season, including Street. You know, uh, I think if they're, a lot of their postponements uh, hadn't happened, then I think they'd be a lot closer to Street and that sort of knocked them off their stride a little bit. So, you know, we, we've been ticking games off one at a time, one at a time, one at a time and, and not really had any... Um, fixtures that have been postponed apart from our one home game, but that was three games in five games so it's not really one to consider, you know, we haven't really had a week without football for for a long time, so that can work and start to build momentum, it keeps the squad fresh and um, everyone fit and, and they haven't had that, so that can work as a disadvantage, they're stop-start, stop-start and they can't really build, so we'll look to capitalise on that, and you know, their last game was a loss so they'll look to be trying to make a reaction against a massive game for them as well as
1: us and, of course, if you don't get anything out, well, even if you do get something out of that Willen game, there's no point um, putting in a good performance um, on Wednesday if, if, uh, if, you, if you throw it all up in the air on Saturday. And Hengrove proved at the weekend that they're no mugs, didn't they? They did you a favour by taking a point off of Bradford Town.
2: I think if you probably put a form guide together, they're right up there with Hengrove. You know, They've had a great run. I think they've taken 14 points from their last seven games. And for a team that's just newly promoted, you know that, that that's a great great achievement for them. And I know they've strengthened their squad recently, signing Ace Whiteback from from Old Town who, who was pivotal in their promotion push last season. So, you know, they'll be. They'll be up for continuing their run, trying to finish as high, high as possible. And yeah, they drew one all with Willand I think a few weeks ago, and they also drew two all the weekend with Bradford. So they have done us a favour in that aspect. But they'll be up to do no two favour Saturday when we have to play them. So we have to make sure that you know we prepare as well as we do for tomorrow night and any other game. The same as we've got to do for, for Saturday against Hengrave.
1: And my thanks to Kieran for his time. Now we move on. Hallen, they were at home to Chipping Sodbury Town.
0: They were, and it was a home win for Hallen. Uh, two substitutes being, uh, making the difference in this one. So Mario Mateus put Hallen ahead uh, before yeah, uh, two blokes from the bench. Daryl Charman and Jamie Moore then added further goals. And it was a 3-1 victory for Hallen over Chipping
1: Sodbury Town. Now the next fixture <clears throat> was the game that I called out as my one to watch uh, which was Longwell Green Sports against Wales City If you, um, if you did watch it you'd have been disappointed because the game was postponed um, Street however, they got on their derby game Again, another very good crowd for Street as you'd expect for the league leaders uh, Yes, they were at home to local rivals Shepton Mallet Yeah, there was some late drama in this one but
0: Street did eventually run out with a 2-1 victory for them Uh, and the other results mean now that they they do lead by 12 points and it's looking um, very likely that they are going to be our champions this season Uh, It took them 70 minutes to break the deadlock uh, through Steve Murray uh, before Chepton Mallett then uh, hit back straight away pretty much Ashley Wilmot scoring their equaliser to put Street's winning run in jeopardy uh, but they managed to, to find a way, as they do. Uh, and after Josh Wadham's shot was blocked, David O'Hare, another one of their leading scores this season, he was on hand uh, to hit the winning goal uh, in injury time to make it 20 lead victories on the bounce for the Copeland Sea. continue streak winning there. Anyway, a 2-1 victory over Shepton Mullen.
1: And finally, in the, in the Premier Division, Wellington, they took on your team, Tom, odd down.
0: Yeah, odd down, another um, another defeat, unfortunately, from a winning position. Caelan Simpson had put the hosts ahead. that's no, sorry. Have fired the visitors ahead before then goals from Conor Bryant and George Chinnot helping Wellington come from behind to claim a 2-1 win.
3: We need some supplies for tomorrow Oh, what's that? It's the Helping Hand from Toolstation But it's uh... a... hand, yes It's showing me around the Toolstation website Nice Yeah I've selected paints, cables, sealant and plumbing fittings I can check up to the minute stock Hit this button, thanks hand And it's ready to collect in 20 minutes So get out the van Can't the hand? It can't reach the pedals Fair enough Click and collect Another Helping Hand from Toolstation Your best mate for the job
1: now, moving down to the first division, Almondsbury. they were at home to Malmesbury, Victoria.
0: Yeah, team in form. Almondsbury now four wins uh, on the bounce, uh, and it was goals from Harry Brock, Ashley Knight, and Dan Lane, helping them to, yeah, 3-0 victory at home to Malmesbury.
1: Ashton and Backwell United, they took on high-flying Westbury United.
0: Yeah, much-needed need, much win this for Westbury, uh, a 1-0... Went away from home. Uh, they drew three of their previous four coming into this game, so the pressure was pressure was starting to rise on them, but yeah, 15 minutes uh, into the game, Ricky Holbert scoring, uh, and that proves to be the only goal of the game, so yeah, Westbury running out uh, 1-0 victory.
1: Now, Bishop Sutton against Chard Town, that game couldn't beat the weather, but Bishop's Lydiard against Wincanton Town did.
0: Yeah, and Wincanton, uh, claiming the 1-0 are not a great crowd there, unfortunately, uh, but it was Tom Morris's goal, uh, 19 minutes into the game there, uh, helping them to a one-nil victory away at Bishop's video.
1: Carn Town—they were rather cheese rolled by the cheese men, um, Cheddar. An impressive away victory for them.
0: Yeah, indeed. And in particular, Adam Jones—he's uh, their leading scorer this season—and he managed to to grab a hat trick on the weekend, so like Higden. Uh, but a four-one victory for for Cheddar away from home. Yeah, and they're, they're looking pretty good towards the end of the season.
2: I mean, that's uh, decent neck.
1: Radstock Town against Devizes, that didn't beat the weather. And Oldland Avertonians, they were due to play Portishead at the weekend, but like so many games this season, the match couldn't beat the weather. Indeed, Oldland have only been able to play 27 league games this season, the lowest in the first division. I caught up with their manager, Scott Armstrong, and I started by asking him about his frustration that there have been so many postponements this season
4: yeah um unfortunately the weather's sort of hampered us a little bit um not not helped with you know, the amount of games that that have been sort of uh, called off due to weather um I think it's probably the worst season I've known for a long time um where the weather's hampering a lot a lot of sides, not just ourselves um you know local rivals um, in the in the premier division cavalry for in, in a in a similar sort of position um so yeah it's um it's not been ideal it's not been ideal sort of stop start season
1: I mean, what are the sort of challenges that you experience as a manager in terms of um, um, of these of these stoppages? Because, of course, we're sort of familiar as fans um, with the uh, you know with obviously the frustration of not having any football to watch at the, at the weekend. But I mean, you've got to manage your players, haven't
4: you? Yeah, it's managing the players' um, players' expectations. Obviously, they gear themselves up ready to play on a Saturday, and then it could be called off. Um, so, it's, you know, it's keeping their spirits high, lifting them, keeping them together. Um, also, we normally. Um, have a good result and then it's uh, unfortunately the next game's called off due to the weather so it's uh, it's been very sort of stop start Um, from the managing point of view it's you know it's hard work keeping the players sort of focused and interested Um, because there's been times where we haven't played for two or three weeks and um, you know it's very stop start stand still you know for for those guys
1: Uh, you're currently eight um, which means um, well in my book you're going well in the, uh, in the first division, it's quite a competitive um, first division this season, particularly at the top end. Are, are, are you happy with that league position, bearing in mind that um, you, know, you have played fewer games than all of the teams above you?
4: Um, yeah, it's not. It's, it, you know, it's been positive. Um, we've had, you know, an up and down season. One due to the weather, a uh, couple of results. You know, we've lacked a little bit of consistency at times. Um, but but really, we, we want to push on and try and get into the top six um, with our games in hand. It's possible, uh, providing we put a little bit of a run together. Um, but there's some good sides up there.
1: Yeah, I mean one of the sides um that is above you is Radstock Town and of course you had a good win against them, but you have suffered defeats um to Chippenham um and Wincanton. So it's um it's a it's been a bit of a mixed bag for you, isn't it?
4: Yeah, I mean it just shows how competitive, you know, this this division is, that anyone can beat anyone. Um you know, the Port was there, you know, they've put, you know, some good results together lately and got themselves out of a bit of a sticky situation. they clawed themselves back into it. Um, and the same as, you know, ourselves, we, you know, we we can put a little bit of a run together. Who knows, we could finish in the top four.
1: Obviously, that would deliver you um, football um, FA Cup um, action um, next season. I mean, have you already got one eye on next season? I suppose that one of the challenging things with so many fixtures left to play this season is it's in, you know, despite the fact that we're at the end or coming to the end of March, it's very difficult to think about the end of this season um, because it feels so far away.
4: Yeah, yeah, I mean, we have got one eye on next season for avoiding- um, you know we can finish in the, the, the top six, secure FA Cup football. That, that is the first and foremost objective. Um, but while doing so, obviously we're, we're looking to build a, a side ready for next year. Um, you know we've already said as a club it's you know we've got a couple of year projects um, in order to propel um, you know the, the committee where they want to be. Um, ultimately, that's you know promotion. Um, unfortunately, that's not you know not likely to happen this year. Um, but but Ultimately,
1: they wanted FA Cup football. Well, thinking about FA Cup football, thinking about promotion, obviously it's a good time to be an, an Oldland fan. Your, your, um, your responsibilities are obviously very much on the pitch. Um, but if we look off the pitch, um, I, if, my, if my maths is correct, and it probably isn't, but if it is, then I think your average attendance this season is somewhere around 44 um I'm assuming, you know, despite the fact that you're in a footballing hotbed, you've got plenty of competition, but I'm I'm assuming you would like that to be higher.
4: Yeah, I mean we would like like it to be higher. We'd like a lot more, you know, the locals to, to sort of come down and support us when we're at home. Um but but we're in that sort of triangle where there is a lot of um Tour Station Western League clubs in and around the area. Um, so that we all we all sort of compete for the same um same supporters. Um you know, they, they all sort of do the, the football fit, so to speak. Whoever's at home, they
1: normally go and support. Well, you've got a fascinating um, few months coming up um, on the pitch. Um, you've obviously got um, Malmsby-Victoria uh, coming up um, on Tuesday uh, evening, and then you're at home to um, Bristol Telephones and, and, uh, and Portishead. So um, uh, are those games that you're targeting as, as winnable, if, if you can get them on?
4: Yeah I mean if if we can get one um you know we have looked at them as a as a squad um you know we we are taking each game as it comes um we're not we're not trying to run before we can walk you know if we can um, pick up some points from those then then again it is in sort of good stead come the end of the season
1: and it's, uh, you know, over the bank, uh, Easter bank holiday period, it gets really exciting, doesn't it? Because, um, you know, you've got games against Canesham Town and Roman Glass uh, and indeed Welton Rovers, who, of course, are going, you know, are going very well in the first division this season. So, I mean, that's going to be a real test for your side, isn't it? It's going to be very interesting to see how they perform against those top teams.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I'm more than... I think we're more than capable of matching matching those sides that are up there. Um, I think we've already proved that sort of this season. I know we had a narrow defeat against Roman Glass, but we also had a draw against against Kingsham. Um, I know Westbury will be looking for for a favour from Aldland, um in order to you know help them get promoted, um, and it, it's something that you know we'd like to sort of match ourselves and see where we actually come out against them. both.
1: And my thanks to Scott for his time. Now, moving on, um, Roman Glass against it's the uh, It was the big one, wasn't it? Of the, probably over both divisions um, um, at the weekend.
0: Yeah, I think this was the pick of the fixtures, uh, looking at Saturday's um, lineup anyway. Uh, and it was a home win, uh, a 3 0 victory for Roman Glass and George. So they managed, I think the most impressive thing here is to keep uh, school uh, scoreless. Obviously, they've been doing extremely well in front of goal recently. I think, yeah, Glass and George bring out 3-0 victors and it was goals from Ken Oni, Sam Wentland and Lewis Wentland uh, handing them the three points and obviously a, a change at, atop the league
1: It's the 3G Derby, that one. Uh, Um, uh, Now, this is a first for the podcast, um, because we're going to hear from a roving reporter. Judith Summers is a sports broadcaster at Bradley Stoke Radio, and she's been a great supporter of the podcast since we began. On Saturday, Judith was at the Roman Glass Caneship Match, and she caught up with Adam Grocott, a member of the Roman Glass coaching staff, after the game.
2: Well, Andy, you must be pretty pleased with that, especially after stuttering a bit at Telephones on Wednesday.
3: The boys have, um, the boys knew that Wednesday wasn't good enough. Uh, although, to be fair to Bristol Telephones, they, they set themselves up well and played the better football first half, and thoroughly deserved, uh, thoroughly deserved to be up at half halftime. Um, but days like today, where second's playing first, and you know, with twenty game unbeaten, and Keinsham 21 21 unbeaten you know it's uh, on a day like today if you're not up for a game of football you're not going to be in the dressing room um, so yeah the boys set themselves up really well and we spoke about just being uh, doing the basics right uh, and, and the boys did that for 90 minutes and dug, dug really dug in every single one of them uh, ran their socks off for, for 95 minutes we're, 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 we're well chuffed with the results.
2: Kensham didn't actually ever really look like scoring apart from that set
4: piece at the end. Well, uh,
3: uh, Josh has made a... Our, our goalkeeper's made a, a save in the first half at 0-0 and a save in the second half at 2-0, um, which has sort of lifted everyone. And, you know, I think we he made the save in the first half and we, we went up the other end two minutes later and got our first goal, Um he's made the save in the second half and we've gone down and got the third goal so sort of put it to bed so uh, uh, you know not taking anything away from Cain they, they, they've come here with you know they're where they are on merit you know they've, they're, they're, they're up there for a reason same as ourselves and today was our day that was it great defence uh, yeah boys were boys were fantastic um, defence were absolutely fantastic for 95 minutes like I said um and they did everything that we asked of them. Uh, well, proud and going to Wednesday night now uh, at, uh, for Westbury away, uh, where another big game, where every, every game is a big game for us now.
1: And I'm very grateful for Judith sending that interview through. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, Sherborne Town, they were in awesome form against Bristol Telephones.
0: Indeed, a 6-1 victory for Sherborne. Obviously not had the greatest season. Uh, great of the season, just their seventh league victory, but it came yeah, in a pretty impressive um, manner. A uh, 6-1 victory over Bristol Telephones. And then Harry Vanderbilt, he was our third hat-trick hero of the day, uh, scoring, pretty, I think, all three of his goals came in the first half. So, yeah, fantastic starts again for him. Uh, and then Mark Haynes, Dan Newlands, and Luke Jackson also on the score sheet there for the Sherbourne, a 6-1 victory.
1: And finally, Weldon Rovers, the Green Army, an uncharacteristic slip-up at home against Chippenham Park.
0: Yeah, Cameron stuck up against uh, the mid-table opponents, and it was a 1-0 victory for, for Chiffinham Park at uh, West Clues, and it was Alex Pring scoring the only goal of
1: the game for them. Right then, we'll have a look, Tom, at the up-and-coming fixtures, starting on Tuesday the 20th of March. Um, I'll kick us off in the Premier Division, Bridgewater Town against Odd Down, uh, Buckland Athletic play Cribs, and Hallen entertain Cadbury Heath. We've got um, five games in the First Division
0: deep yet so we've got Bishop Certain versus and we've got Devizes Town against kingston Town Through Victoria versus Oldland we've got Porter's Head versus Cowan and then finally Caution they travel to take on Bradstock and all five of those at 7.30 kick
1: Now moving into Wednesday the 21st of March in the Premier Division Tom there are four side, there are four ties and the first one is absolutely mouth watering
0: Indeed yeah so Bradford Town obviously an extremely good side especially at home uh, they host Street looking to extend that winning run to 21 league games. Uh, we've also got Bridport versus Wells City, uh, Clevedon Town, they travel to take on Wellington, another pretty big game there as well. Uh, we've got Will- Willand Rovers versus Melchon, So, yes, yeah, some pretty mouth-watering uh, on Wednesday night in the Premier.
1: Yeah, an awful lot of business going on At the top of the Premier Division there Now in the First Division, Bristol Telephones They take on Welton Rovers, Chard Entertain Bishops, Lydiard and Westbury United, they take on Roman Glass St George, my god, it's Super Wednesday, it's Super Wednesday in the Western League there listeners Bradford Town against Street Willen Rovers against Melksham Westbury United against Roman Glass and George. Oh, my God. All of those games, by the way, are a 7.30 kickoff. Uh, right then, uh, we've got Les Phillips Cup action on Saturday the 24th of March. Tom, do you want to take us through the quarterfinals?
0: Yeah, indeed. So the 4 quarterfinals, uh, all 3 o'clock kick of course. We've got Bridgewater Town uh, doing very well at home, so that'll be a tough, tough trip uh, for a bit in there. Uh, we've got Bridport versus Shepton Mallet. Uh, Buckland Athletic, another team of good form. They host Bridlington and then finally, Leedleby Street. They host Crips.
1: And in the Premier Division, Chipping Sodbury Town take on Bradford Town. Clevedon entertain Will & Rovers. Hengrove Athletic entertain Melksham Town. Odd Down take on Cadbury Heath, and Wellington entertain Hallen. And can you take us through the First Division fixtures? Yeah, of
0: course. So we start with Elmansbury versus Port Town. Uh, we've got Chard versus Cheddar. Corsham Town versus Chippenham Park. Uh, we've got Devizes versus Bishop Sutton. Bishops Lydiard, they travel to take on Malmesbury. Oldland hosts Bristol Telephones. Uh, Warmers to take on Sherbourne. League leaders, or, well, current league leaders, Roman Glass and George travel to take on Welton Rovers. Uh, we've got Westbury United, huge week for them. They host Keynesham. Uh, and then finally, Winkhampton Town versus Ashton and Backwell United.
1: Now, Tom, if we look back at Saturday, I mean, there are so many good games we've just talked about in the league this week. You know, Wednesday, that Wednesday fixtures, they are absolutely mouth mm. Um But if we look at the games on Saturday, you know, if we're sort of trying to work out where we're going to do, if you're going to plan your perfect Saturday, what what are the ties on Saturday that stand out to you?
0: I think uh, beyond the Leeds-Phillips court, court finals obviously, cup, cup football, you can't really beat it. Uh, but down in the first division, we've got a couple of games. Obviously, Westbury United, first speaks itself. I mean, Westbury's weak. They host Raymond Glass and George on Wednesday they host on Saturday. They're two title rivals. Uh, couldn't get much bigger for them. Um, the slight blip. Hopefully they're over that. Uh, they will need to be if they're going to uh, take on two of the, uh, obviously, informed teams uh, in, in complete divisions. Uh, and then also Raymond, Glass and George, so the other uh, side atop uh, the 1st division, trying to take on Welton. They're a good side at um, home. They're nearer at the top of the table than now at the bottom. I think they're in 5th. And they want to hit back after that defeat on Saturday. So, yeah, some huge games in
1: the first division. Well, Bridgewater Town against Bitten in the Les Phillips Cup quarterfinals, I think that would be a real humdinger. Bitten are um, very good away from home. Bridgewater have been on a fantastic run of form. Bitten on their day can beat anybody. Um, Bridgewater, there'll be a lot of people there for that one. So I think that's going to be a belter. And I'm going to, as you would expect probably, I'll be looking out for the result between Hengrove and Melksham. But I think it's a game that the league um, should be taking an interest in because, of course, Melcham are on a charge to see if they can get one of the two top spots. Um, Hengrove put a dent in um, Bradford Town's um, promotion ambitions, and it'll be interesting to see whether they can do the same against Melcham Town. Hengrove have been on a very good run of form indeed. So those are the games that catch our eye. Um, at this stage of the season now I do know that you like a statistic and of course we did talk about um, Gary Higdon and his and his record um, the Melkshire Messi um, do you want to take us through the league's leading goal scorers Tom
0: in the Premier Division Higdon as we've mentioned 29 league goals 31 in all competitions this season he's leading the way by quite a distance uh, we then got David O'Hare of Street on 18 Premier Division goals uh, and Steve Murray of Street also uh, on 17 and then Luke Mortimer of Willand on 16 and then in the first division, Matt Brown, 22 goals for Keynesian Town. Dan Kovacs, 21 for Westbury United. Uh, Adam Jones' hat-trick for Cheddar takes him up to 18, and he's joined there on 18 by Rabstock
1: Town's James Well And finally, um, let's have a look at the league tables. We haven't done this for a couple of weeks, Tom, but there's been, you know, there's been a bit of movement. We, we are seeing, I think, patterns forming now uh in the uh, in the in the in the numbers. So do you want to take us through um the top and the bottom of the Premier Division?
0: Yeah indeed. So obviously as we all know Street leading away top of the division, so twenty eight games played. They've won twenty four of those, so they've got seventy four points, just two losses this season. Uh, they've now got a twelve point lead uh, over Bradford Town who are a second place club. Twenty eight games played just like Street, they're on the sixty two points. And then Melksham, twenty eight games played sixty points uh, and then in fourth, we've got Willem. They've got game in hand on all those above them, and now on 58th. So they're just four points off second place. Uh, and then Buckland, uh, still very capable of making top two, I would say. They're on 26 games played, so a couple, a couple behind Bradford and Melksham. And they're on 53 points, so if they keep, keep up their winning, uh, they can certainly make a charge. Uh, towards the bottom, uh, Rooted in 20th place. We've got Well City. Uh, they're on 10 points uh, from 28 games. Longwater Green 29 games played. They've got 12 points. Uh, Cadbury Heath, 23 games they've got a lot still to come Uh, 21 points uh, and then Howland, 29 games played 28 points
1: and then down in the first division I mean the top of the table it couldn't get any more exciting the top three teams have all played 32 matches Roman Glass are leading the table at this moment in time by a single point they have got 70 points Westbury United have got 69 points Canesham Town have also got 69 points then there is a 19 point gap between the third place team Canesham as it stands at the moment and with over the bank over the the, the Easter bank holiday all of the top teams will be playing each other uh, in the first division it is um, it is it, it, it couldn't get any tighter it's going to be absolutely incredible football um, Welton Rovers play 29 they've got 50 points and that's back and forth you know um, uh, we don't really need to go much lower than that because that's the top of the table that's the picture it's all about Roman Glass Westbury United and Keynesham for those top two positions at the bottom it's equally tight Warminster Town they are slightly they are adrift 32 played, 23 points on the board. But they've got a game in hand over Pordish Head. Head are on 27 points, 33 played. Sherbourne Town above them, 33 played, 27 points. And above them, it's Ashton and Backwell, 32 played, 29 points. So um, very tight at both the top and the bottom of the First Division. Uh, all to play for. It's a very exciting time in the season. You must have an awful lot to write about in the non-league paper.
0: Yeah, definitely, uh, not, not complaining at all A um, couple of hundred words this week here on the Premier Division uh, Yeah, and the, what's going on uh, in the games that have taken place last Saturday So yeah, that's in your Step 5 and 6 section in the
1: non-league paper Excellent stuff Tom, thank you very much indeed um, for your time You're And um, Well, I believe that school's out for Easter next week So yeah. should, we, should we go down the pub? I say
4: that's, that's, that's a good idea What I'm a good idea
1: trying. I'll see you in the Ram
4: Look forward um, to it already
1: <laughs> but huh. well, let's just hope that the weather holds, eh? Because um, we don't want you skidding down the road. And in fact, it would be quite nice to have some football to talk about.
0: Absolutely, yeah.
1: Um, with the big game's coming up. Too right. I mean, what that um, that uh, let's hope that the, you know that the weather holds on Wednesday because it would yeah. be it be a crying shame if that's Super Wednesday schedule. Mm. We should get under Sky because it's an international <laughs> break this week, isn't it? So yeah. um, I mean, they they're, they're fit, they need to fill the void. Well, well, I mean, indeed, you could yeah. do a, you could do a lot worse than that. Currently, I mean, some yeah. of those games. There's football out there for people to watch, and it uh, should be
0: exciting
1: stuff. Exactly right. Exactly right. Now, anyway, Tom, thank you very much as always for your time. And um, well, you've been listening to another Tool Station Western League podcast.